The following podcast has been recorded live for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Welcome to another episode, another beautiful episode of Mexi My Matters, episode 225, with your host, with the most, the million dollar man, with the million dollar plan, if he cannot do it, no one else can, Mexican, the first and only, yes, let's just remind people, the first and only Mexican to have ran a full marathon and finished within the time limit in all 50 states. That is legit the truth. The only Mexican. No one else, no one else has even come close to doing it. No one else can. Mexican. Now, today is a glorious day in the city of comebacks. The city of underdogs. The city where you don't celebrate until you know the job is done. You don't start strutting like Ric Flair until you know you're like two meters from the finish line. Columbus, Ohio. And we're going to start the podcast with a bunch of shoutouts. I would like to give a shoutout to Lead Bellies. Ultimate Frisbee team at OSU on behalf of my two nephews, Axel and Sion Jr., running the show. Hey, they're going to be playing in Austin, Texas come Memorial Day weekend. Good luck to them. Shout out to the team. Awesome team name. However, we did meet for a little late lunch on Sunday with the fam. As I said before, family members, I expect a little more creativity when it comes to names, okay? Lud Bellies is good, but it's not catch me if you can. It's not you throw it, we catch it. It's not putting our hands where our mouths are. That's a reference to dogs who catch frisbees. 
with the, you dog lovers out there. You know, I'm just saying. Also, I can't feel sympathy if you got blood blisters on your nails or blisters at all playing also with frisbee. Come on, guys. You're talking to the man, Mexican, finishing Iron Man's doing two marathons in two days. I mean, you think I don't get those? And yes, never listen to, ladies and gentlemen, if you're ever going to listen to doctors, first things first, don't listen to doctors. Because as, as you've listened in episodes where I discuss Tara's illnesses and how no doctors were able to help her because they're all intertwined in a giant spider web of pharmaceutical contracts and insurance fraud, don't listen to doctors. They'll try and give you medication to fix the problem and just keep you hooked on it. But if you change your routine, it'll fix the problem. But if you are, if you are weak-minded and you do want to listen to a doctor, the least doctor you should listen to is a PhD doctor. When it comes to medical advice, then you got the chiropractors, you got the podiatrist, and the dentist, and so forth. I mean, for athletes, orthopedic surgeons. First thing, first things first. Luckily for me, I have my brother. He lets me know. Shit. He diagnosed a double tear on a knee without even being there. I'm just saying. So. But kudos to you guys. I'd also like to give a shout out to excellent performances. One by my team, Liverpool FC. Now, everybody was Laffy Daffy, oh, Messi, Suarez, ha, 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 ha. Even Suarez, who can't appreciate that we made him who he is. And then sold him so he could get better talent. Because, let the record show, I never really liked Suarez at all. I hated the guy. Anybody who cheats to win in soccer, on my hated list. Especially a biter. But hey, he comes back. Oh, I wish I had more applause. Well, guess what? No, you're going to get booed. But hey, up 3-0 for the first leg. Uh, there was only one person I knew that said, it's okay. We got this. We're winning 4-0. A week in advance, ladies and gentlemen, I was telling my brother, I was telling my parents, telling everybody, 4-0, we got this. It's Anfield. As the commentators pointed out, various of them, John Barnes, Jose Mourinho, Gary Lineker, everyone. If you're down 3-0, the one place you do not want to go play the second leg is Anfield. You will get slaughtered. And Barcelona, chilling, like a villain. Oh, yeah. Oh, my name is Messi. I think I'm the best in the world. Me, 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 me. Oh, oh, what happened, Messi? The funniest part was the guy, there was a ball boy that ran past Messi. And most ball boys, they're not necessarily home fans. They'll try and get a picture of Messi in a sad face because he's getting eliminated. Although, ball boy just cusses him out. Bam, two figures up the ass, Messi. Get the fuck out of here. This is our house, Anfield. Beautiful goals. The best one, Trent Alexander-Arnold. You motherfucker. I am going to just point this out. Alexander, defender of men. It's in his name. He defended us. Saw the, the best part was the ball boy gave him the ball quickly. He saw 
Barcelona walk away. He started walking away. They all thought, oh, he's not going to take the free kick. They're going to leave it something else. Oh, quick free kick. And my man, Divac Origi, who cock-slapped Barcelona right in the face for the 4-0 win, the 4-3 on aggregate. Thank you. You're caught napping. Oh, if you're caught napping at the 80th minute and you're and you're tied 3-3. What, 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 what? On that great, what were you thinking, Barcelona? You're going to go to extra time, penalty kicks? Get the fuck out of here. Bam. Uh-uh. Not on our watch. I prayed for that to happen. I prayed for us to win the Champions League final in Madrid on June 1st. If we could only... And we're playing Tottenham. Another shout-out. Let's give a shout-out to Tottenham, ladies and gentlemen, who Ajax thought, oh, we... We beat PSG. We beat Juventus. We beat the big dogs. We got this. We're up 1-0 from the home leg. Well, the away leg. We got the away goal. Great. Great. Oh. We're up 2-0 at halftime. <laughs> We're up 3-0. Ho, ho, ho. We got this. Uh... Yeah, about that. So, you had one away goal. Then Tottenham, then you made mistakes. Tottenham scored one. Actually, Lucas Mora scored, scored one. Lucas Mora then scored two because you made mistakes. Adjustments, ladies and gentlemen. The coach, Patino, I will give him this, made excellent adjustments to play to Ajax's one weakness, the long ball. And they couldn't handle it. Adjust. Like, I don't understand how I'm watching this. And I'm like, are you guys serious right now? Midfield. Back up. Front uh, defensive four. Move forward. Catch him on the offside trap. I mean, seriously. I don't know. We'll just let him do the long ball all day long. Next thing you know, uh, Lucas Moore's got two. Oh, five minutes, five minutes of injury time. You're shitting me. I don't want to hear a single word about Liverpool getting extra injury time. Five minutes of injury time. Lucas Mora gets it from Lorente, who chests it down. One kick. Oh, Ajax is going home. And then there was even two extra minutes after that of injury time. Like, get the fuck out of here. You just, if you lose a three-goal lead, I don't care if it's from the first leg. I don't care if it's from halftime going into the second leg. You deserve to be eliminated. I'm just saying that out loud. I don't feel bad for Barcelona because it's not the first time that's happened to them. Actually, our goalkeeper, Allison was on the other team when it happened last year. So this is not the first time this has happened to you, Barcelona. You guys are idiots. Messi, you're not the best in the world. Fuck off. I don't care how many goals you have in the Spanish league. But yeah, kudos to them. It's your first Champions League final. I, guys, Liverpool, I pray, learn from last year's nonsense. Please win. And I know I'm superstitious when it comes to sports. Every game, Nina, our dog, and I have watched, Liverpool's never lost. And the two games we lost, Barcelona first leg and Manchester City, I was watching from the office. Nina was not. We lost both games. 
So I made sure we had the laptop ready. Hooked up, just streaming the channel live all day. The game comes on. Hey, she's there watching. I'm watching at work. Done. Oh, and I was having a rough day. I was so excited when it happened, I swear. And shout out also the guy who made that last goal meme and video with uh, the Titanic music in the background. Oh, I couldn't stop listening to that Wednesday morning. Now, enough shout outs. I'm going to say this because I'm tired and I think that there's some kind of collusion going on with the big six and the premiership and how, oh, conveniently, nobody can steal points from Manchester City. So now, the league ends Sunday, May 12th. It is Mother's Day in the U.S. It is my brother's birthday. So we're going to counter that by making a pact. I pray, dear Lord, please let Liverpool win the double this year. Yeah. Let's win the Champions League and please... Of all teams, I would be very excited if Brighton, who is barely above relegation, they've survived if they steal a point from Manchester City. It's in Brighton. They Leicester almost did it, but somehow Vincent Company decided, hey, I'm just going to start shooting. And luckily, it went in. That's why I always say it's better to be lucky than good, ladies and gentlemen. But yes, Brighton, I swear, I pray. Dear Lord, please let Brighton steal a point against Manchester City. And let us beat Wolves at home, the Fortress. I mean, shit, we put four against Barcelona. I don't see why we can't put ten to make up the goal difference. Against Wolves. And here's the best part. We beat Barcelona without... Salah and without Firmino. Now, I've never been a Salah fan because I I I I appreciate what he's done for the team. I respect him, but the dude hardly ever scores in clutch moments and hardly ever scores against the top six. Now we need him to score against Tottenham in the final, assuming he's ready, and we need him against Wolves. I mean No clutch goals. Divock Origi has more clutch goals than Mohamed Salah. I, I just, I'm just pointing that out there. So, I will say, I would announce it here. I've only done this one at a time. Almighty One, if you allow Liverpool to pull this off, and win their first premiership since 1990. And the Champions League against Tottenham. With you as my witness, I swear right here live on the podcast. Mexi will, when he's in Mexico City in August, make a stop at the Basilica and kneel his way into your building. Only got it one more time, one other time. And that was when I graduated high school. Uh, one other time. Passing the hardest test anybody's ever done. The back. And you think... MCATs and all that shit's hard. 
I'm not saying it's not. But when you're in high school, toughest two-year test to pass. Just throwing it out there. It's a big deal. So, yeah, you heard it here first. You let Liverpool win the double. We let win the double. I swear to you. I win kneel once again. With that being said, let's give a shout out to our sponsors, of course. We are working on new ones as we speak. But as always, if you are in the area, hit up Coach Super and Super Studio 253. Use the promo code MEXI. Sign up for classes and get a discount. Give them a buzz. 253-272-0700. If you just want to relax, get a massage. Swedish massage. I literally just had a co-worker use the promo code. So I know it works. You show up. Give them the code. Hand the massage. Hey, I was referred by Mexi. Use the promo code. Bam. You save on your first Swedish massage. It is literally almost free, ladies and gentlemen. Plus tip. And... If you ever need to fix your nonsense car insurance, look at your deck page. See if you have UM, UAM coverage. If you don't, put that bad boy on there. Give my man Raymo a call. American National. They'll hook you up with the holy shit package. Umbrella, life, home, auto, motorcycle, whatever have you. American National. Proud sponsor of the Mexican Matters Podcast. Hannah Stone Massage, also a proud sponsor of the Mexican Matters Podcast. And as always, Super Studio 253, also a proud, loyal sponsor of the Mexican Matters Podcast. Now, this was brought to my attention a little bit ago. And I can't believe we forgot to do it. I cannot believe this was not done as promised i apologize for my to my millions of listeners out there um we did mention that we would have a podcast dedicated to as i like to call it the price of poop yes and we will spend the rest of the show discussing this because everybody likes to frown upon it nobody wants to talk about it but there is a price of poop ladies and gentlemen believe i believe me because here's the thing. The rest of my family, bunch of prudes. They can't take deuces in public. Not even at a friend's house. No, no, no. Sometimes not even in a hotel. But I learned a long time ago that when nature calls, nature calls. And what price it comes at when it does call. And that's the thing. You want to control it, but when shit hits the fan and it's coming out, it's coming out. I mean, you can do whatever you want, but nature calls, you're either pooping your pants or you're finding somewhere to go that you didn't know you had the guts to go to. Case in point, long time ago, when I was a kid, I learned to go in public. And my mom still tells tells the stories how when I was a, a little boy, I used to love filling the fish sandwiches at McDonald's. I actually can't stand them now, which is kind of funny. And I would have to poop in public. I would eat like two, three sandwiches. Guess what? I had to go. So, so doing my business in public is not the issue. The price of poop is what we're discussing here. And do think about it. You're out and about, and then suddenly your kid has to go. 
It's not a monetary price you're paying unless you live in France or some other country that charges you for using public restroom. If that's the case, then there's your price right there. But it's the time, the energy. When you have when you have kids, who's wiping the kids' butts when they're pooping in public? It's embarrassment. What happens if you have a boy and and mom's out with the kid? Well, it's got to go in the women's bathroom. Could be some stinky poops out there from the kids. And that's just one example. Many of times. Now, and here's what here's the thing. You have to train your body and watch out what you're eating for stuff that I do. Like the Iron Man, I mean, guarantee you got to go at least once during the race if you don't prepare yourself. It's a 17-hour race. Marathon, same thing. When my brother ran his first marathon, he pooped twice in the same race. I'm like, how'd you poop twice? Like, once, I get it. Okay, you ate something bad, you know, your body needed to poop, great. I always go right before, when I wake up, or if I have to emergency uh, potty, porta potty, I go then. Just think about it this way. Two Ironmans, 80 marathons, a bunch of ultras... About a dozen half marathons and countless training races. I've only pooped during a race maybe ten times. In public, well, that's a different story. We got an additional five. I remember the one time I was running around my neighborhood at my parents' house and... It was 6 a.m., nothing was open, and I had to go, and I was right in front of Dublin Kaufman. Guess what? Dropped a deuce right in the front door. Wiped my butt with toilet paper. Not toilet paper. Newspaper as toilet paper. Different, and that was a five-mile run. Then, different time, back when I was living by myself in my apartment in Dublin, same thing. Eight-mile run. I'm four miles into it. I am literally four miles away from the closest bathroom because it's pitch black. It's 10 p.m. at night. Nowhere to go. Guess what? I was right in a nice neighborhood. They put those nice little stoned names of which neighborhood it is. Went behind it. Just popped the squat. Dropped it right there. Well, hey, Maxi, what you use to wash your, wipe your butt? This is why I run with arm sleeves, ladies and gentlemen. Had to, lo- had to lose the sleeve. I still have the other sleeve by itself. Purple. Just random purple sleeve. I don't have its matching pair. Because when you got to go, you got to go. One time during a trail marathon, went in the woods. Same thing. Had to lose, had to lose the sleeve. Now, if I know if it's going to be a semi-trail and there's no, now I make sure to scout the course and if there's public bathrooms. Because if there isn't, I'll take, put some to- toilet paper in my kangaroo pouch that I use just in case. But when I don't use it, it's all sweaty because you know you sweat when you run a marathon. But that's what I'm telling. That's what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. The price of poop. In the, each one of those scenarios, you have the risk of embarrassment. I really don't care. Shameless, right here. Where everybody else has a shame organ, I don't. I have an extra organ of awesomeness, right there in the middle. True story. And we must always pay a price. The price of poop. You cannot replace or 
appease the price of poop. It will come and ask of you whatever it's going to ask of you. In my races, it's either minutes off your time, improvisation and having to go and find a spot to go, It's sometimes money. It depends. It all depends. Going in public. If I'm on an intake for my job, I got to hold it. And that's the other thing. Could be physical too. Physical, emotional pain. Because holding your poop is not the easiest thing in the world. Trust me. I've been there. Try holding it for two miles. Mm-hmm. Till the next porta potty. And here's the thing, guys. I used to never poop in porta potties. I used to think they were disgusting. Now, just another place I have to go if I have to go. And that's what I wanted to enlighten everybody. People give me shit for talking about shit all the time. The pos- the podcast, this podcast will never be censored. This podcast could talk about whatever shit we want, literal or, f- or metaphorical speaking. And I am an open book. You want to ask how many times I go today? Here it is. Three. Once in the morning, once around lunchtime, once when I get home. Sometimes four or five, depends on what I eat. But it, it also depends on everybody's body. My body, it's like the Flintstones garbage disposal. It's like a little monster just underneath the sink, just eating whatever leftovers there are. I have no issues. If I eat something bad... couple weeks later, comes out. Or a couple days later, it comes out of my poop. I once ate two-month-old pizza. Cold pizza that was in a couch when I lived with my brother and Luis and Kyle on, on campus. Hey, I, I ate two, two-week-old chicken that was in the fridge. No big deal. Done. Stomach of steel, ladies and gentlemen. Let bellies to bring it full circle. And that is what I wanted to discuss. The price of poop. People say there is none. Oh, I can assure you, there's always a price to pay. And what are you willing to do to pay that price? That's the question. Everybody's got a price for the million dollar man. Now, before I go, I did want to remind everybody of one life lesson. And I promised I wasn't going to get angry. Until I promised I wasn't going to get angry Until This happened Recently It was actually Monday Funny Beginning of the week If you're going to give someone bad news Wait until Friday Or the weekend Now There's a reason we use the DX intro today for this podcast. I was going to call this DX episode 5 because I said there wasn't going to be one after 4, but then I changed my mind because of the news I got. But at the same time, I'm here to say if what is going to happen Ends up being the case Because I plan for every scenario 
So if this is a trend that's about to happen, I am announcing to you right now, another shout out specifically to DX and anybody else who got invited to the wedding. I am an excellent planner. I made sure there was no OSU home games. I made sure there was no marathons. I made sure there was no conflicting events going around in my city that day. That's why it's on a Sunday, because it's our two-year anniversary, and it's $5,000 cheaper. You want it on Saturday, you give me $5,000, I'll move it. But I plan accordingly. The only event going on that weekend is Nationals for Australian football, and I already know the only people I invited are the people I already knew going into it, so guess what? Women's team's not going to have Leah. Men seems not going to have Joel. Sorry. Oh, that's in Florida again? <laughs> yeah. Good luck driving there. And trying to get people to actually go. So. I don't care about that. But I will say this. Having gone to every DX wedding... I expect reciprocity when it comes to my friends that I hold at a high regard. No other DX wedding has had more than one DX member as part of the wedding party. Hell, you guys don't even do wedding parties in Europe. I am the only one who holds all four of you... Roma, Chris, Benny, and Arthur to the highest regard even though I've lived here for going on 17 years and during the important moments I will be there I made it happen I busted my ass sometimes financially when I didn't have the money to get there sometimes I had to sacrifice something else, a race or whatever have you. I asked for months in advance notice to go to a wedding. And here we are. In October, on October 13th is my wedding. We're May 9th. And Arctil decides to send me a text. Kind of like a cheap girl that you don't want to sleep with anymore or a girlfriend that you just don't give two shits and you're breaking up breaking up with her a text and it read I did all the calculations and unfortunately I can't come to your wedding because it is smack dab during the two weeks where my wife might give birth the due date will fall within those two weeks the week before the wedding and the week after. So, I'm not upset, just so you remind him. Because as I said, if I go to your shit and you don't come to my one wedding, we're done. You were forewarned on DX episode 4. We're done. And I told him, good luck in your future endeavors. Guess I cared more about our friendship than you do. Oh, you'll see when you get your firstborn 
And I'm like, no, I won't. Because if it were up to me, I wouldn't have children. If Tara wants to have a kid, great. But I can assure you, if I ask Tara, hey, can I go Can I go to my best friend's wedding in Europe during a two-week window when you might give birth? She'll let me go, but she'll also expect me to fly back immediately if she goes into labor. That's the kind of marriage you want to have. What you send me in the text is nothing different than what you told me when we were at DX Wedding 3 at Adrian's wedding. So, you're lying to me. I'm just concluding that. You're lying to me. Because there's no calculations to be had. The doctor will tell you as the time approaches if the baby's doing okay and when exactly is the due date. So if the due date is actually October 13th and the baby is born on that day, I may sometime in the future forgive you. But we're long ways away from that. Because again, you're the one that made the choice to sleep with your wife after receiving my save the day. I understand she's got health issues going on, but you're not 40. A firstborn can wait. Your friend's wedding comes once in a lifetime. Clearly, you don't care. Because I was there when you proposed to your first potential wife. I was there when you got married to your current wife. We had to help out to do shit for your wedding. Which none of my friends are lifting a finger for my own wedding. Especially not the wedding party. You gave me three months' notice to get there because you were lollygagging with the date. I have never even met the woman, but I was there to the point where your dad, the mayor of Montresor, good old Christophe, in his speech at the ceremony, announced that I had traveled from Ohio. To be at your wedding. I was supposed to be your best man. But you threw that out the window right away too. I'm at least giving you the courtesy of being in the wedding party. Despite all these. Clear. Signs of evidence that you don't give two shits. You were one of the two DX members who came to visit me. Since I've been here. In 03. Oh, but since now you can't go to Hooters every 10 seconds, now you can't come to my wedding. And it's the lies. It's not the fact that you are not going to be there. It's the fact that you're telling me you did the math. The invitation clearly says you have until August to respond. I'm assuming you would have taken that whole time to figure something out. Hey, maybe the baby's going to be born early. I don't know what. Or at least tell me in August, hey, the due date is October 13th. I can't be there. I would have respected that. Hell, even Mathieu tells you a week in advance that he's got some bullshit reason why he's not coming. I expect him not to come. But here you are. A good six months in advance. Telling me the same thing I knew 
a couple days ago. A couple weeks ago. Yeah, no, I ain't got time for liars. Your invitation has officially been revoked. And guess what? You can join Mathieu in Paris lollygagging because Mr. Psychward over there, who's constantly making plans on Facebook, oh, he looks like he's real depressed. If he tells me to, might as well tell me now about your not announcing it now. Can you make it or can you not? I need a com- I need confirmation right now because if not, I could give two shits about you right now, which is already the same thing. Basically, we're at the same point as when you ditched two other DX went in. So, good luck in your future endeavors. As I said, I ain't got time to waste and argue. You tried arguing with me. I was like, I, I can't. I don't have time to waste. I got better shit to do and better things to care about than people who don't care about myself and my one wedding. I didn't ask you to come to my birthday parties. I didn't ask you to come to my races. You actually turned down the option because we could have gotten married as soon as I proposed last December in Vegas. None of you made the effort to come to that. I wanted you guys there because I wanted my groomsmen there. But you decided you couldn't come then. Now, magically, oh, let me have sex, unprotected sex, so that my baby could be born right around that time. You couldn't wait until maybe February. Things happen. Oh, we've been trying for months. Great. Just putting your needs before everybody else. Just saying. And I'm tired for future reference. We'll discuss that at a later podcast because we, we got to go. People using their children as excuses. I'm tired of hearing that. Well, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. As always, we're on Snapchat, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Hit us up. Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. I literally had to teach five people how to subscribe to the podcast in the last week. It's simple. You just click the button that says subscribe. Rate it, ladies and gentlemen. You'll get all the episodes. They're on SoundCloud. They're on iTunes. And as always, where there's a Mexican, there's a way. If a Mexican can come to a wedding 2,000, 3,000 miles away, I don't understand why Frenchies can't. Or, or is the saying true that the only thing strong about the French is their damn body odor? I'm just saying, mic drop.